Hey, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 253. It's Thanksgiving, and you know what that means. Another futile effort by the nerds to beat the dogs in Athens. It's clean, old-fashioned hate week. Alright, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 253. We are back from the off week, and now we are in clean, old-fashioned hate week, old dog. The week of the year, it's Thanksgiving. We always play these guys right after Thanksgiving. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and that means Georgia Tech. That means dogs taking on the nerds. Are you excited about... Look, before I even ask you if you're excited, let me just say something. Look. This show, we're fans. We're fans of the program. We've said it a thousand times. We're, this show is done by fans for fans. And look, we follow the team's fortunes up and down. And when we lose, we're down. When we win, we're up. And I just want to say, though, that you know our energy level, our excitement level, hell, our humor level has just not been what we all expect out of the dog cast, me included. And old dog, I'm telling you, we got to step it up for this game. This is the last home game of the year, the last regular season game of the year, the last real football game we're going to play this year. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, I'd, I'd be a liar if I said this is the biggest game of the year for me, but for this team, it is. This is the only chance that this crowd has for any kind of redemption at all. I hear you. I, I totally agree with and, that. And I hope they come out with that one thought in mind. Because right now, the the vast majority of the Georgia Bulldog Nation thinks this is one group of sorry SOBs. And the only way they can pull themselves out of that is to whip the nerd herd from North Avenue. I hear you, man. And I think, I'm telling you, I'm excited about the game. I'm excited about the 745 kickoff. We're going to be on ESPN. It's a night game in Athens, our first I mean, what happened? Did Michael Adams take a day off? (laughs) I mean, how did that slip in? And I tell you, for all you stupid bastards that thought Michael Adams was regulating noon kickoffs, you need to be at your spot at noon and start drinking heavily. Absolutely, because you've been I mean, whining I want, about these kickoffs. I want you to walk into the stadium with puke all over your shirt <laughs> because you have drank so much. And don't go with a mixer. Man, it's going to be cool. It is It is time for straight bourbon whiskey. Old dog, this is the game, man. This is the week. You know, this is the for the Governor's Cup. This is uh, the who we're gonna find out who runs the state. Although dog fans already know who runs this state, we run this state. Last year we beat always the Nerds. have and always will sixty to thirty nine to five. That's your series record, my friends, and all you little nerds that are listening in because I know you're out there. I get emails from you, little nerds. I know y'all are listening in. You're not. You're definitely not having sex. You got nothing to do but listen in. 
So last year we beat the dog. Well, we, with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> last year we beat the we beat the tech we beat the nerd herd from North Avenue thirty to twenty four. You know, old dog, didn't that game last year feel like we beat them by more than six? I thought we had scored sixty on them. It, it really felt like we beat them worse than thirty to twenty four. You know. Well, it was it was just a bad beatdown though, and and the reason it felt like we dominated them so bad. Oh, what was it, was, Dog? Was it because, I don't it know. It was because we had a running game, <laughs> which is which is the panacea to all. You know, but you remember last year, that you really. You know, we would have we already found Bin Laden if, <laughs> if we had a running game. <laughs> Listen, old dog, that running game, though, you know, last year it kind of came out of nowhere for that Georgia Tech game. We were winding up. Yeah. And let's hope we can do it again. Yeah, I know. I think it was as much a part of the fact that Georgia Tech's defense was substandard last year as it was our guys were doing. I mean, Georgia Tech's defense is just not that good. And this year, under the direction of the 171-year-old Al Groh, it's still not that good. I mean, really, how old is Al Groh? I mean, he coached at Virginia... I know. Yeah, I think he is a mummy. He's at least 121 years old, and I think he could be pushing 150. So he's been running the uh, George State defense with this customary level of excitement and enthusiasm, which is that of a mummy. And uh, their defense hasn't hasn't fared that well this year. But and not to mention the fact that they lost Josh Nesbitt, who is the architect of that offense, the guy who was uh, their their first-string quarterback, out with an, a broken arm for the rest of the season. Now, they've replaced him with a guy named Tevin Washington, old dog. Tevin Washington had 130 yards rushing and 100 yards passing against Miami. Now, are you worried about the dual threat of this uh, Georgia Tech offense? No, and I hope, <laughs> and I hope our coaches are not either. Absolutely, because I, because I mean, this is the philosophy we need. We need to stop the run, and God forbid if Georgia Tech can beat us with the pass, <laughs> then we have entered into Armageddon. Yeah, that was kind of a trick question about the dual threat. A lot of yeah. people like to talk about Georgia Tech and Tevin Washington, about their running quarterback. They don't have a running quarterback, okay? And don't let the fact that they threw for 100 yards against Miami fool you either. For the year, old dog, do you want to know how much – do you want to guess how many passing yards they have on the season as of now? Is it under 1,000? It is under 1,000. <laughs> is it is – it, if I were saying like 648, would I be close? No, you'd be a little low. They have 949 yards passing for the year. Wow. Tevin Washington has a 36% completion rate. Do not let him th- fool you <laughs> into thinking he's a thrower, okay? He's no Chris Relf. He's no Trey Burton or John Brantley, and he's no damn Cam Newton either. I'll tell you that. He is not a running quarterback. He's a, he's a sometimes running back who can advance the ball down the field with his arm in an emergency, maybe, if he's lucky. These guys are going to run, run, and run some more. They're going to grind the clock. They're going to try to grind our defensive. They're going to try to grind our front seven. And all we've got to do is focus on stopping the run. And as you've said a thousand times, old dog, it's assignment football. Do you want to go through, for our young pups out there that don't know what the hell we're talking about when we say assignment football, 
Tell me what that means, old dog. What are we talking about when we say it's, it's basically playing your position and not overreacting to a fake or misdirection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which which has been something that we have had a very difficult time with this year. Yes, you're right. But but hopefully this off week has helped us out, and hopefully we've practiced hard. The scout team has been able to simulate the the Paul Johnson option, and you know let's just let's just hope that we're not going to bite. Let's hope we know what we're doing. And let's hope we can beat the nerds into the ground. Well, you know, it's a, a well-chronicled uh, quote of Todd Grantham. He is on the record saying that Georgia will never lose to Georgia Tech as long as I'm the defensive coordinator and Paul Johnson is the off and Paul Johnson is running Georgia Tech. Well, you gotta like that. I wish the only other thing he had added, and if it happens, I'll resign. <laughs> Okay, listen, I'll settle down, old dog. Settle because down. We, because, and, and I think we just need to make it a thing. We've had one, you know, in, in the Rick tenure, we've had one time where Tech has beat us, and that is an absolute, that, that's great. But I think we need to make it a rule. If you lose to Tech, you quit. <laughs> somebody, at least somebody quits. Somebody's got to quit. Somebody has to. Somebody has to lose his job if we lose to the nerds. That that's what a big deal it is to lose to the nerds. And and also, I might add, how rare it is. So oh, it it doesn't happen very often. So Georgia Tech comes into Athens with the nation's top-ranked rushing attack, old dog. They are averaging 319 yards a game with this rushing attack. Now, the number's off a little bit since Nesmith got hurt. You know, last year we held them to about 200 yards rushing. Do you think that um do you think that the extra week off, you know, Grantham's we've had a we had a full contact, full speed, full pad practice today. Um we've been trying to get ready. We've had some physical practices. Aaron Murray as we told you, uh, what, seven, eight days ago, is 100% for Georgia Tech. No problem there. I think he always was 100%. I think the whole thing about him, you know, talking about him being hurt and stuff, that that's all just smokescreen crap. But uh, Aaron Murray's ready to go. Do you think the defense is going to be ready to go? What is the key you see to the game this weekend, old dog? Well, I mean, as, as we've said time and time again, in this case, you got to stop the run. You, if you could stop Georgia Tech from running, force them into third and long where they've got to pass, then you've got them whipped. Right. I mean, even with our lackluster defensive back play this year, I think even these guys can cover Tech's receivers, and they don't have a quarterback that can throw a pass. I mean, you said this kid that's coming in is, what, 36%? 36% completion rate. I yeah. mean, Nesbitt was, what, like 38? I mean, it's not a huge <laughs> drop-off. No, it's not. It's not. And, it, and it's pitiful. Their passing game, I mean, just to put it in perspective for you dog fans that may not have been following Georgia Tech, their passing game is as lackluster as our running game has been this year. Easy now. Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Did I say that? That's crazy talk, old dog. Come on now. Our damn running game is way better than their passing game, man. Are you kidding me? No, you're right. And, um, but but I just I, – we need to bow up. I would love for, in this game to not even throw a pass. 
That is not going to happen. Oh, oh, of course it's not. (laughs) I mean, really, do you do you really even want that to happen? Let me tell you something. Absolutely, Georgia Tech's defense doesn't have any player. They do not have one single player on their defense that can cover AJ Green. They don't even have two. They cannot even double cover AJ Green and cover him. Their defensive backs, dare I say it, are worse. Much worse than our defensive backs, old dog. They have nothing for A.J. Green. If Aaron Murray can stay on his feet and not take a bunch of sacks, and I think he can, he should be able to absolutely... A.J. Green and Tavares King and Woot and Marlon Brown and Chris Durham in his final game as a Bulldog in the, in, in Sanford Stadium, Chris Durham Sr., is should smoke, absolutely smoke, these these guys, I mean, we should just crush them. We should well, absolutely one, crush them. One would hope so, and and I do joke, and and I know we're going to throw passes. I mean, again, would I love to see a game where we didn't throw any at all and just run it? You bet your ass. <laughs> okay, so th- that's not going to happen, but I would like no. to see a really nice, effective running game. I'd like to see Washon Ely, and, you know, all of you know the the eye black with messages on your eye black are out. But I want Ely and King to come out with that same attitude. I mean, King being from Atlanta, like he is from outside Atlanta, he needs to come in with the attitude of showing. The home team, you know, the, the, his hometown crowd, what they're missing by not getting him at Georgia Tech. He needs to show them that he still runs this state. Oh, absolutely. And, and really what I would love to see is for us to come into the fourth quarter. I mean, let's make it dramatic because we are on TV at night. We're up by 14 points. The announcers are talking, and, and let's say there's seven minutes on the clock. And they're going to say all Georgia Tech needs is a stop here to get back in the game. And we take the ball and we just run it down their throat. And we go on like a five-minute and 15-second drive that ends in a touchdown, just killing them. And on that drive, we don't throw a pass. Can you give me that? I could give you that. I, you, you know, AK, you, you want to see a drive like we had to open the 2007 Florida game with no Sean, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 runs in a row, right? Yeah, I want to see a team that gets out there, knows how to just demoralize the other team. You want to and see. And you demoralize another team by stuffing it down their throat. You want to see some seniors like Josh Davis and Chris Davis and Clint Bowling just absolutely mowing down defensive line and for is, Georgia Tech. And as hard a time as that kid has had, I want to see Trenton Sturdivant jacking some jackets up. I hear you, baby. I hear you. I am down with that plan. Now, we've gone, you know, um, we're running full pads today, full speed, full contact practice, trying to simulate what Georgia Tech's going to do on offense. Um, Coach Rick's on the record this week saying that Georgia Tech has the, has, their offensive line is the best cut blocking offensive line in America. And it, they're so good at it. And it is legal. It's kind of dirty, but it is legal. You know, they're so good at it, we can't even simulate it in practice. We can't even simulate what they're doing. And so trying to get off those blocks and still make the tackle and still keep your assignment, still stay home, that's been a tall order for the Bulldogs this week. 
Do you think we're going to be able to stop them? Do you think our safeties, old dog? Because let me tell you something. I think the number one thing you need to watch in this game on Saturday is going to be, are our safeties going to be in position to make good, clean, sound, fundamental tackles on Saturday night? I, I can, I think we will, and I hope we, I hope we are. Lord knows those guys have been berated so often from last year through this year, they have got to step up and prove themselves, and hopefully they have gotten the message, and they don't need to make the huge hit. They don't need to make the missile tackle. They just need to lock up, move the guy backwards, and put him on the ground. Absolutely. I think that's, I mean, really, it's all about, like you said, being being on your guy, staying on your guy, and then making the tackle if your guy's got the ball. Hell, make it's the, all about fundamentals. Make the it, tackle even about, if your guy doesn't have the ball. Yeah, I mean it's all about fundamental football. Knowing your position, playing your position, and doing what you're supposed to do, which is if the ball carrier comes your way, engage him and put him to the dirt. And one more thing, the other key to the victory, I mean, obviously, we don't want to turn it over. We don't want to have a lot of penalties, things like that. We're going to have to be at the point of attack in our assignments and making clean, sure tackles. But I'll tell you one other thing, too. We have to play every play. Because of the way Georgia Tech works and the way their offense works and the way they're constantly grinding and testing and grinding and testing you. You remember two years ago in Athens, you know, we had these guys on the ropes. We had them shut down. But you take a couple of plays off against these guys, if you take one play off on defense, they will make you pay. I mean, they will make you pay in a heartbeat. I don't like the nerds. I don't think they're very good. But they will make you pay if you miss a damn tackle. They ain't scared to run it all the way to the end zone, you know? So we've got to make sure-handed tackles, and we've got to play 60 full minutes and not take any plays off. You oh, never I'm have you never have these guys done. They're never finished. They're never done. They're never that you never have them where you want them. You know? No, it, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I remember two years ago in the rain in my nice little yellow slicker outfit that I had on, telling the people in front of us to go ahead and leave now because they could beat traffic. Mm. Mm. We can't. And have they that. were tech fans. I know. No, I mean it's you know. And again, as as a wise man said, this is a high school offense. And how embarrassing would it be to get beat again by a high school offense? It just can't happen. It really can't happen. No, it can't. It should. And I'll and you- and what is and but I mean, but if I'm a Georgia player, what what is dangling at at the end of this thing? What can I look forward to? What is a victory going to get me? The Birmingham Compass Bowl. Wow. The Compass Bowl, man. So now, it's going to get it's going to get me a directional finder. <laughs> we, I'm always if, if I beat Tech, <laughs> I'm going to get a device that is always going to show me true north. You're going to need a damn compass to find that bowl game. I'll tell you that. Wow. Hey, listen. I think we're going to win the game. Okay, can you? But I tell you this, I'm not sure we can. I mean, we're we open as 15 point favorites. Some people got us at 13 points right now. 13, yeah. 12 points. Man, that's a that's a. It's it it, it moved a point today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 12 and a half, and then jumped up to 13 and a half. I mean, I don't I don't like rivalry games with a big point spread. Yeah. Because no matter how good you are, 
and how bad the other team is, it still is usually a lot closer than it is. Um, I, I don't see that point spread. I, I hope and pray the boys in Vegas know more than me, and obviously they do because they've got some big, tall buildings and are taking big checks to the bank. And we live in a bunker. There you go. We live underground. Underground. Like damn rats. Um, yeah. Okay, so – Let's talk about one other thing. One other thing I want to cover. Let's talk about our seniors because this is senior day. It's the last, you know, it's the last dog walk a lot of these guys are going to do. It's the last home game for a lot of these guys. And, um, last football game most of them are ever going to play. Yeah. And I really, you know, I really like the boys. I like the, I like the team. I like our players. I like our seniors and I like to see them go out on a high note. Um, and this is the senior class, you know, we're going to, we'll probably get around to doing our anti-recruiting show in the spring, but this is a senior class. You know, it had some great guys in it. Fred Munzenmeyer is a senior. Daryl Gamble, uh, Chris Durham going out, uh, Demarcus Dobbs and Clint Bowling, um, Derek Rich. The, uh, that Derek Rich, the tight end, the spring game superstar, Derek Rich, uh, Akeem Dent and Sean Chappas. Sean Chappas, fantastic, fantastic fullback. Uh, Keontae Tripps, a senior. Josh Davis, Akeem Hebron. Your boy, Vance Cuff, is a senior yep. now. How about that? And, you know, and also, don't forget. Fastest man on the team. And don't forget Chris Tate, man. Don't forget Chris Tate. I tell you what, there's been some really great players on this senior class. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad I want them to have a good game. I want them to finish up their home careers at Athens with a big win. Well, it, and, and they need to. I mean, and this is a victory that they need as a team and we need as, as fans. Because, I mean, really, who cares who we play in the Compass Fall? I mean, it may be Dorman High School. I don't know. <laughs> But I mean, this is, this is obviously a much bigger game than any team we're going to play in some no name, do nothing bowl. Uh, it's I mean, supposed to be a Big East team. It'd be a Big East oh, team we're playing. I mean, it could be, yeah, who, who named their teams after colors. Connecticut. I mean, I mean, hell, we may play Connecticut or who Syracuse, knows. Syracuse. The Orange. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is it. This is a chance for redemption. And one last thing I want to talk about. When you're talking about teams that are players that are playing their last game at Sanford Stadium, I want to be real clear on something because I know people might be hearing this, hearing that. The guys at the Constitution, uh, they're saying this and that and the other, and everybody's acting like they don't know. If you don't know or if you're in any way confused about whether or not A.J. Green is going to come back and play his senior year, I heard somebody, oh. somebody told me the other day, old dog, that his mama really wants him to get a degree. And that's yeah. really pushing him. You know, he's really torn up about it. Can't decide. Kind of wants to come back for a senior year so he can get his degree. Well, let's put this thing in perspective. A.J. Green missed the first four games of this season because he needed a G note in his pocket. <laughs> right. Does anyone really think he is going to give up 8 to $10 million to play another year at the University of Georgia. Does he, if do you, you do, <laughs> I've got a bridge in Brooklyn. I want to sell you. I mean, come on. This, there's, the I only mean, thing that's going to keep A.J. Green at the University of Georgia is if there is not an NFL season next year. Yeah, if there's a lockout. You're, yeah. I mean, that's it. You're right. I mean, and I, look, I love A.J. Green. He's a great player. I wish he would stay, but I'm just telling you. I mean, and, and I don't – don't, 
there's nothing negative about this either. We've been no, clear, absolutely we've been not, clear about this for years. He should go. He should take the money. I would go. I would take the money. Kid's been playing football since he was six years old with one thing in goal, with one and goal it's his in first mind. Chance to get paid. Get bank, maybe. I mean, he needs. Yeah. To, I mean, nobody wouldn't do it. You know. Um, I mean, the only reason any of us went to the University of Georgia, and granted, when we were there, we had a great time. We love Athens, and most of us would love to be buried there. But the main reason we went there was to get an education, to get a good job, and to make dough to support ourselves and our families. And if A.J. Green can do that as a junior, coming out, more power to him. I hope he is the number one receiver taken. And I hope he makes thirty, forty million dollars. I do too. And I hope he's awesome in the NFL and has a great, great career. But he is not going to be back in Athens next year playing no. college football. I mean, clearly the kid has shown he's willing to take a dollar to play for football. You know what I mean? I mean, he ain't he ain't doing it for free. And, no. and you know, and that's just the way it is. You know. But uh, old dog, that's about all I got for this game, man. I'm excited. I'm ready. I am really ready. I'm I'm excited about the night game. I'm ready to win a ball game. You're, I am too, buddy. I am too. I mean, I am ready to win a ball game against someone we hate, a Division One school. I mean, I am ready to just step on a damn yellow jacket, crush them, grind them up, man, pull their wings off. <laughs> I like your attitude, old dog. You know, send them back. You know, you know. Send them back for some Quidditch or some Dungeons and Dragons or whatever it is they do down there when they're yeah. thinking about how many girls they're not with. So, dog, old dog fans, that's going to wrap it up for this Georgia Georgia Tech pregame show. We hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving, a great holiday. Spend some money on Black Friday and then get your butt to Athens on Saturday for a big Saturday night game. 745 ESPN if you're not there. Look. All you need to know is Bob Davies calling the game, okay? Yeah, I mean, get there early, start drinking heavily. Let's get in. I mean, people think we are a bunch of rowdy, obnoxious drunks. Let's get in there and prove them right. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Go dogs. Hey, guys, this is Derek from the Dogcast. I just want to mention one other thing because it just occurred to me that I totally – neglected to mention anything about the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic Dogs versus Boise State that has been scheduled uh, for next year. Um, we'll talk about this more at a later date, but just a real quick snap thing about You know, it took eight teams. They had to move eight team schedules around to make that game work. And uh, ESPN really put a lot of time and effort into making that game happen. Um you know, I'm not scared of Boise. I'm fine with playing Boise State. No big deal. We've played them before. Played them in a season opener before. Um, I'd rather play them in the season opener than play them at the end of the season, you know. Uh, I'll tell you this. McGarity, I think, has made a pretty brilliant, uh, pretty definitive move with Coach Rick in the scheduling that game. I mean, you know, like him or hate him, whatever you think about Coach Rick, uh, McGarity, I don't think, is relishing the idea of firing a guy like Coach Rick, but I'll tell you this, he is definitely forcing Coach Rick's hand. He is definitely moving Coach Rick's chips into the middle of the table because a season-opening loss to Boise State next year 
I believe would begin would be the beginning of the end. I mean, it would be the real beginning of the end game for Coach Rick because we're going to come off that Boise State game. We've got another game the next week against South Carolina. Bam, bam, just like that. And um, you're really going to set the tone two weeks in for Coach Rick's tenure and how much longer it's going to last at Georgia if next year's the last season or it's not going to be the last season. So I think the pressure's on Coach Rick to continue to make the kind of changes and try to get the team back to where he wants it to be, to get the team back to where he can win close games rather than losing close games, make the kind of plays when the money is on the line, when the moment of truth is happening. And um, I think Coach Rick can do it. I hope the fans will give him give him the benefit of the doubt, and let's just see what happens next year in Boise State and South Carolina. And uh, I really do think that's what McGarity – I think that's what McGarity wants. He wants to push Coach Rick's hand. So – We'll find out. But right now, let's get this Georgia Tech game done. See you guys at Sanford Stadium Saturday night against the Nerds. Go dogs. Hey, Doc S. This is uh, Tracy out here in uh, Newport Beach, or SoCal. Um, wasn't going to call and banter back and forth with a sweater vest dude. I couldn't resist, especially after the idiot comment. It's one thing to go back and forth, but, you know, if you want to call me an idiot, that's all good. But um, touche on Georgia's season this year. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Georgia didn't beat Colorado. Um, they, uh, they can put up points against, you know, I don't know who the Raging Cajuns or whoever it was. So, yeah, Georgia's having an off season. But how about we go back, you know, five, ten, double-digit years and uh, look at Ohio State's record versus an SEC team. So my question is, you know, yes, this is a, a Georgia podcast. So we can talk about Georgia all you want. Yes, right. Let's go back and look at all those games again. My comment was, if you want to win a game, you don't play an SEC team. Uh, I do numbers for a living. I'm just out here chilling in Newport Beach, loving life, uh, you know, getting paid. So, you know, let's do some numbers. SEC teams versus Ohio State. SEC teams win them all. My statement was, if you want to win a game, don't play an SEC team. Who's the idiot? 